What's up everybody this is a uh, future behind the camera for another episode of the urban artistry preservatory project um, we're very honored and proud to have og telly albright here from south memphis with us in dc we just finished our workshop yeah we had a good day we were battling people in the downtown <laughs> silver spring yeah we was getting it in we learned a lot and um we just wanted to end the evening with a little bit of an interview so you guys get a chance to learn a little bit more about telly and a little bit more about the style of gangsta walking so um i'll just roll through some questions for you um the first one was what was it like growing up in memphis um and how did like you know what was your family like and did that influence your dancing yeah growing up in memphis was kind of tough man i stayed with i stayed with my grandma great grandmama, so, you know, my mom, my mom and my father was out taking care of business, and that stayed, me and my sister mostly stayed with my grandma. So when my grandma passed, um, I had to learn real fast, I could get with my mama, and had to learn real fast, and I say the, the dancing to help me, you know, it gave me another avenue to go to, still in the gangs and the drugs and stuff like that, so, it was pretty tough growing up in Memphis. Mm. So talking about like the gangs and things like that, let's dive right into what is the dance gangsta walking, and if you could talk a little bit about how that is connected to some of the gang and different dope boy activities. Okay, so back in the day, gangsta walking really was a swag. You know what I'm saying? It was a type of living. You, you like. You could say the big dog boys, or if you want to call them the gangsters, they was doing it. They did the dance and made them look cool. That's why they called it the gangster walk. If you look at nowadays, uh, they, they'll say the dope dealers or whoever, you ain't gonna catch too many men dancing unless they into juking. And it's mostly gonna be younger guys. And back in our days, we was young guys, Gangsta walking, but the older guys was the the real deal. You know, so you had levels to it, mm. real levels to it. And I'm gonna tell you, you had folks like this here, and I was right here. I was mm. at the lower <laughs> top. So you had levels, like Big Bill says, levels to it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Who are who are some of the people that you consider in those different levels, different gangsta walkers? I say Marcus, Marcus Bows. Fred Humphreys, Tony Walker, a guy named Mick Quill, um, my teacher, Slufa Mario, Wolf, and my cousin, Lil Wolf. Them to me was, them was the guys back in the days, to me. Hmm. A lot of things, never forget about, when you say Wolf, you're going to have to always say Romeo and Hurricane, so. Yeah, them guys right there. Mm. You said your teacher was Slufa Mario? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about him and how he taught you? Okay, his name. His name is Reese Slufa Mario because his feet was like this. His <laughs> feet was. So it seemed like all the moves and everything he did was more easier to him, to us, because his legs were already made funny. 
mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So if you, you, he doing moves, he made it look fucking amazing. I'm just saying mm-hmm. like that. Just cause the way his, his feet, the way he planted his feet in. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And uh, Bear Mario was a, a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day. And uh, that's what taught me. And he taught me about one, two, three, four. And they would be amazed. I did the same thing in class today, and they was amazed. <laughs> like, what? And I was like, yep, yeah, it's that easy. One, two, three, four. And one, two, three, four. It's like if you were major in, they say five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four. What about, um, like, you talked a little bit in class about this idea of people, like, get buck in the club and then they had to control it over time okay well first could you talk a little bit about what getting buck means to okay. you get buck means to me because you see at, at first gangster walking didn't really have no no moves mm. people used to it was really a buck jump and when i say a buck jump to me you get wild mm. getting wild you swing your fist around you shake your fist around and jump around. So just imagine all the guys on the floor doing it. Some people gonna bump into some people, some people gonna step on some shoes, and that's when the fights and stuff mm. start happening out. So as we seen it, they start implementing little moves into the the mm. bug jump. The bug jump and do a wave or something, slide to the side. So just say like if you bug jumping and this guy bug jumping in front of you, he coming towards you, you can implement a wave. Slide to slide, let him go on book your pass. Now you ain't hitting him, he ain't hitting you, and no fight broke out. Mm-hmm. So, as then they just start implementing more moves, more moves, more moves. The book jump died down, mm-hmm. it became more moves. Then you did the book jump every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I like, I use the book jump for like a, a lot of, st- I use it for moves and for rest. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of different ones, a lot of different book jumps. As yeah. y'all can see today, I showed y'all 13. Yeah. So it was a lot of big, different bug jumps. And the bug jump was about to control. Cool. Um, what's the um, what's the difference for you between gangster walking and juking? The control factor. The attitude factor. The smoothness. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I don't like juking, but it's not in control. You know what I'm saying? They're... Uh, to me, they don't, they don't control you good enough. Mm-hmm. And juking is toe stalls and a lot of ankle moves. Toe stalls, a lot of ankle moves. They really don't have no swag where you like, you know, the attitude part. Because everybody, they, they like when you start, they just go out and start juking. It ain't no get ready, let me get my face ready, mm-hmm. and let me get the feel. You know what I'm saying? The feel. Yeah. That's the thing. It's an attitude. Juggie don't have no attitude. Mm-hmm. Gangster walk got an attitude because mm-hmm. it was for the gangsters. So mm-hmm. you know what the attitude, gangsters is an attitude. Yeah. You know, it's a look. You know what I'm saying? So that's the big difference between me and Juggie. No control, no attitude, mm-hmm. and Juggie do toe stalls and ankle moves. Gangsta walk is attitude, control, mm. and no toe stalls, and no ankle moves, all flat foot. Yeah. So what I'm saying, and most stuff they doing on the angles, 
the gangster walk was doing flat foot. Right. That's why the jokers want to learn. Yeah. Gangster walk because it's controlling. Mm -hmm. So I feel you just think about it. If they learn how to control the moves they doing, it will be way better. Yeah. They'll be able to do more than they doing now. Yeah. Because they have a control factor. I can control my, I control what I'm doing. Right. Right now they just do it. You can look at it and say they just do a spin, they do a spin, be falling. And and juking comes from the dance gangster walk. Yeah. Juking really comes from dance gangster walk. If you look at it, it ain't they got like ten moves from from gangster walk and they implement little stuff into the moves. Mm. But when you take away the little things that they implemented, like I showed y'all today, everything comes back to what gangster walk. Mm. I see that they took the book jump, they had the one where they put the leg out. Yeah. yeah, I showed you when you take the leg back out, it's still the regular bug job. Yeah. Oh, regular bug job. You know what I'm saying? That's what they did. I ain't mad about them, but there ain't nothing wrong with it. Yeah. But control it. Own it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Own the move. When I mean own the move, they mean control it. Yeah. Earlier you talked about how back then you guys never saw your footage of you dancing. Could you talk a little bit about that as well as like differences between coming up dancing in that time versus people coming up dancing in this time? Okay, so so like I just told y'all, I ain't been watching myself dance number three years. And all the time, three years ago was the first time I ever seen myself dance on camera. So, you know, just say like people walking up to me dance like, you cold, man, you cold, you cold. <laughs> if I ain't never seen myself, I've never have ever seen myself dance. How do I think I'm cold? Just cause you see it? Mm. No, I want to see myself. So as I see myself, I'm like, okay, I see what they talking about. But back in the days, we didn't have it. So you had to go off what the people said. Mm. You call, if you good or not, you had to go off about the people. But nowadays, they don't have to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause they got the camera, they can, like you, you sit there down, <laughs> go film yourself, and then go back and look at it and do what I did wrong. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We didn't have that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's why we had to learn how to control off the panel. And it's a freestyle dance. Mm. Not coordinated. You think that helped with people keep that freestyle attitude? Because yeah. they weren't like overstudying their footage? They and you also stuff. talked about naming things. Yeah. Sometimes when people were naming things, it, it would lock them in maybe? Yeah, it would lock them like the Pac-Man. Mm. That's, you know what move it is. It's the Pac-Man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like... I don't call him my student, but it's <laughs> it's a guy that I deal with all the time named Rico. Mm -hmm. Everybody should know him, Dr. Rico. Yeah. Go look him up. Phenomenal. I love him. But Rico named all the moves. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rico got stuff called crits and spins and all that. <laughs> when he come up to me like, oh, gee, I don't know how to do that crits and spins and all that. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, we didn't never name moves. It's too many to name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to, you have to have a dictionary encyclopedia. Mm. Just just think about it. There's that many moves. You have to have a dictionary and an encyclopedia. Yeah. There's that many moves. And to name all the moves mm. and to know which one is what, it's pretty hard. Yeah. So I commend Rico on that because he, yeah. he got a lot of moves named. He probably got over 100 moves named. Mm. <laughs> that he named them. So I'm like, man, dude, yeah. you sitting there really taking your time out to name that move. You sit there and study that move like I'm going to name that move. Yeah. And toast Chris, Chris, yeah. or some stuff like that. I'd be like, 
I really don't know what you're talking about, Rico. Just show it to me. Mm. Show me how it look, and I can tell y'all, yeah, this nice. Yeah. I'm saying? So we never named moves back then. It was probably a couple of moves, but out of 10 moves, after that 10 moves, wasn't nothing else named. Mm. You had certain stuff like Wolf had a move called a bird. I know she's gonna have a glide to slide. You got the Pac Man. Uh, Buck Jump is the name for that, cause it's, but it's a lot of different Buck Jump. Yeah. So there's four moves right there. Let me see what else. You can't say it. You see what I'm saying? How yeah. I didn't think for me to think of a move with a name, it wasn't really none. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But nowadays, if you go to Rico, he gonna tell you, okay, that move is an intel Christmas spread. That's a six, seven toss. You know what I'm saying? Toast. Yeah. He names it. He named the moves. Yeah. That's pretty good too for just say like if nobody can't show you, yeah. you just wrote down in the book telling you how to do it. Just like direction. Okay, you turn your leg that way or something like that. That's kind of mm. good in a way, but it's still make that move just like this. Room. You got yeah. to do that move just like this. Room. What's yeah. they name? You got to do it like this. Yeah. To me, this is why I feel when you name it, you got to do it like this. Uh, yeah. If it ain't no name, you can do whatever you want to do with it. Right. But when you name it, <laughs> just like mm. they say, uh, 64 Monte Carlo, you can't just say, yo, get no in the car. It got to be a what? Yeah. 64 Monte yeah. Carlo or some stuff like that. So mm. that's why I want, I want name. Yeah. As a, as a gangster walker, we want name. Yeah. But Juke is a whole different, <clears throat> different right. genre. Could you um, talk a little bit about the musicians that came and got inspired by the dancing, dancing in Memphis? Well, our most inspired will always gonna be Three Six Buff. Or not those ones. The ones you you talked about it earlier about like P Diddy and Hammer and oh, you talking these about types of things. People that came and dance. used it. Okay. Well, P Diddy came down here one time and he he took Wolf. Cheese style up there. I guess he used them for choreography, so he learned from them. You got MC Hell come down here and learn to get buck dance, get buck, get mm. buck. So when you look at his video, he doing mm. that's Memphis. Yeah. yeah. That's Memphis, he learned it from Memphis. And you got Missy Elliott come down here and learn to Pac-Man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so you got a couple of stars. And right now you got Lil Future, he be uh, working with a lot of big name people like he just did something with uh who y'all say future or no Chris Brown. Yeah. So he just did something with Chris Brown. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chris Brown like Gangsta Walk mm-hmm. and Jukin. Well he like Jukin. I don't think he ever seen Gangsta Walk, but I know I know it if he see Gangsta Walking. Yeah. He gonna probably leave a love it more than Jukin. Cause it's about control, and when you see him dance, he doing what? He controlling everything he does. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He controls every. He owns every move he does. Yeah. Chris Brown, he owns it. Mm. So when you own it, it's very easy to do. Cause it's your move now. Mm. Just like I was telling the class today, if I teach you the move, I'm gonna teach you the basic of. I'm gonna show you the basic of the move. Yeah. Once you get the basic and get your feel of the move. Now you add your little twist to it. Don't do it like I do it now. Because if you doing it like I do it, guess what? You ain't your own individual. Yeah. You me. Yeah. That's why I say own the move. Add what you going to add to it. Make it to your move now. You separate from me. Mm. You separate from the person who taught you the move. Yeah. Now you done made it to your move. Nice. Um, now let's get into the music. 
All right, so monumental artists for you, epic songs, whatever. So I always do Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Three Six Mafia birth the gangster walk. Mm. Cause it's the attitude of the music. Mm. They use the attitude of the music and put it in with the attitude of the dancer. It's a perfect match. Perfect match. We also danced off Too Short, UGK. DJ Spanish Fly. Not too much of up north music. Mm-hmm. Up north music didn't have them drum sets. Mm-hmm. Them 808s. You know what I'm saying? Down south had them 808s. They gritty sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what the dance like. They gritty sound. The up north stuff is more for popping and uh, break dancing and stuff like that. Or like dubstep, the dubstep now, it, it would survive up there. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't survive that because they can't dance off the music. Mm-hmm. The music, you put a dubstep artist on 3-6 Mafia tape and the the law case joker would destroy him. Mm-hmm. Because they know the feel of the music. And then he don't. He used to this all that fast stuff. So when they get to a 3-6 Mafia beat and it's slow, how can they do that fast stuff when they don't know the feel? So the music is a big part Mm. of the gangster walk. It's five centrals to it. It's five centrals to it. You wanna know what they is? Let's go. Back in the day, your dressing was wrong. You had to look fresh. So if you lose, guess what they gonna say? Oh, he, he still, he lost. He was fresh when he lost. <laughs> he looked fresh. He looked, he looked fresh. He looked he looked fresh. Right <laughs> so you got to dance. I mean, you got to, uh, the clothes. Yeah. Now you got to come with the music. The music play a big part. Because the music can motivate you. And you, you learn how to work the music. Mm. Then you come with the attitude. Mm. Attitude is a big thing, too. Mm. All these things are big things because you come with attitude just like cockiness yeah <laughs> but don't be cocky y'all i'm not saying being cocky toward them people you being cocky to the flow mm. be cocky to the flow this one i'm finna do to you <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> okay then you got control mm. then remember i keep i keep saying <laughs> yeah, that. yeah control there's a big control yeah that's why I'm different between joking and gangster walking is control and the last one smooth yeah it's the five central. But nowadays you can take the first one out. What's the first one? The dress. The dressing. Because it ain't about the dressing no more. It's mm-hmm. all about the music, control, attitude, and smoothness. Yeah. That's what it's about. You can take the dressing out. Yeah. It's a different time. So they really ain't worried about the dressing. They worried about all the other stuff. Yeah. Um... Could you tell us a little bit about um, the Beale Street Flippers and what it's like being a part? Well, the Beale Street Flippers have been doing the bill. They've been flipping, we've been flipping for like 30 years. We do halftime shows for the NBA, halftime shows for the NBA, NFL, halftime shows for or timeouts and everything for baseball, corporate shows. You got the guys that flip. They flip, they do acrobats for a living. Couple of jokers was 
was flippers like Kiwi and Spider. They was flip, they was flippers. You know what I'm saying? You got little Usher, man. He big Usher. You know what I'm saying? He can't wait. So you had a couple of people was was flippers. It's a good, it's, it, it's a good thing. It's a good and bad thing. It's bad for your body. <laughs> flipping on concrete. Yeah, flipping on concrete. Yeah. That's how we learn. Flipping on mattresses outside, though. We didn't go in no gym and practice. Nothing. They're flipping in the field. You know what I'm saying? So if you fail, you hurt yourself, you actually hurt yourself. Yeah. So when you get back up from there, hurt and heal up, you don't do that no more. Yeah. You're going to make sure to do whatever you did wrong. You're going to make sure you do it right this time so you don't hurt yourself. So, yeah, it's flipping. It's a pretty good thing. It's good. You know, I, and I had to dance and the gangster walk with the flip too. So yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, and you guys do that on Beale Street like regularly? They do it every day on Beale Street. Yeah, every day, street performance. Mm. Nice. All right, I think the the last thing just to wrap it up is, you know, how would you recommend for people? outside of Memphis in different states and countries like what's the best way to to learn the style is it just the YouTube videos they see or what can they do more than just watching you know what's what's kind of trendy or popular what what more can they do it's not too much stuff on YouTube about games not enough old Mm. videos about games so what I would suggest to them it's people like me put up videos and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Daniel. Mm. You can look to some of his videos. Uh, you can take people like Dr. Rico. You want to learn. People like you. You mm. have workshops. Yeah. Uh, they also can hit me up. I do workshops. Uh, John Quincy Ford does mm. workshops. Uh, Terry mm. does workshops. Or you can, like I said, YouTube and Facebook videos. It's about it. Yeah. It ain't gonna be that many because I keep you remember what I just said. We didn't have camera phone stuff back then. Like mm. so you don't catch too many. You don't catch too many OGs on camera mm. nowadays because, you know, we older and it's not our turn, it's the young guest turn. So, <laughs> like me, I ain't out here trying to take no shine. I only come and do stuff when they ask me to come do it. And if I'm in a session or something, I'm just having fun. So, it ain't about, it's never been about, well, since I came back, it's never been about, I never looked to make money off this like the mm. young cats because I had a chance to when I was younger and I should have did it then so it's really the young cats time mm. another question I was interested in is like I guess also from an outside perspective how important is it that people understand the culture of Memphis and the culture of people that that live there and grew up doing these dances you know it's very important. You need to know so you know what you're dealing with when you try to learn this thing. Mm. That's why I keep telling you it was a way of life for us, baby. Mm. Joking is a way of life for the, the yeah. young cats now. 
Yeah. They take it very seriously, the jukey. Yeah. They don't like nobody to say it's Texas jukey and all that. They want you to keep it original. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you ain't cool with them, or like they don't, they don't, they want to acknowledge you. Like you yeah. good with them. Mm. You can say, yeah. I'm up here doing urban artist jukey. Yeah. Because you got the jukers teaching you and yeah. showing you. They they talk about people just going off on their own yeah. and saying, this I this is this is this is this. They ain't about like that. Mm. They don't have a real problem with that. Yeah. So you really if you try and learn, look it up. Biffy's joking, gangster walk. Learn the history about it. Mm. Learn who the real pioneers is. You mm. know what I'm you got real pioneers. You got the Marx Bauer. Folks like this, Fred Humphreys, Tony Walker, Ben Quill, Mario, Woo, uh, Polo, uh, Mike Moore. Uh, it's a lot of old school OGs around, still around right now. Me as myself. Starting a we'll tell you what's going on, what's really going on. We ain't, we ain't got no shame with that. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we ain't looking to make no money or nothing. I just like to see you young kids doing it. I want y'all to have control of it and take it to another level. So that's all we try to do. Mm. That's all Memphis try to do is keep, they get they dance, they dance style on like crumping, beach and feet and dubstep and everything. All these other states got they dance. Mm. And all dance been here for 30, 40 years and it's just now getting recognized. Mm. So that's all the guys want y'all to do is just to recognize and give them they just do. Cool. How can uh, people reach you on social media? Well, you can also contact me at tellyalbright at gmail.com. You can contact me at about Facebook, Telly Albright. Uh, Instagram, Telly Albright. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? I'm on there. I'm just learning how to work all this real good. Mm-hmm. So. And you got a YouTube channel, too. Yeah, I got a YouTube channel. Yeah. Tell it all right. Yeah. So when you, you hit me up and I don't get right back to you, just give me a chance. I'm figuring a lot of this stuff out, a lot of this technology stuff. <laughs> I'm figuring it out. So cool. yeah, if you want to get hold to me or you can get talked to Ryan, John T, Rico, they know how to get hold of you. Yeah. Cool, man. From, uh, from everyone at Urban Artistry and the Preservatory Project, just want to say thanks again for taking time to be here with us this weekend and teach and do the interview we appreciate it thank you guys and I want to say shout out to Urban Industry and Memphis Jukin and the Memphis Gangsta Mall yeah, yeah, yeah. look out for them alright